I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Scoopy Radio. In your area code, on the computer, on the plane, on the train, on your aux cord. I am Brandon Scoopy Robinson, host of the Scoopy Radio podcast. Make sure you subscribe to Scoopy Radio on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn app, Stitcher app, or simply visit ScoopBeatRadio.com. And online right now is a lady who's kind of fly, KJ Anderson, a licensed massage therapist based out in Miami. What's going on, ma'am? Thank you very much. This is actually a nice weekend to talk. Everybody's been partying from Cinco de Mayo, so I know that I'll get a lot of phone calls tomorrow because <laughs> we start the work. <laughs> They're, they're single. They still be calling you on Monday, being single, be thorough. Pretty much, yep. <laughs> KJ Anderson has had ten years of high quality sports massage, uh, and he decided to teach sports massage CEUs to LMTs. Please speak English. What does that mean? <laughs> Continuing education to other massage therapists. In other words, I'm too old to be massaging forever, so I have to figure out how to expand my business and continue uh, income for many years. So that's the best way to do it, especially if you're one of those people that everybody's always asking, like, how did you get that clientele? How do you, how do you massage? Why are you only a sports massage therapist? You know, Why are you only a sports massage therapist? Honestly, uh, I did it to economy proof myself. Hmm. So, okay. yeah. Uh, well, I started out in Omaha, Nebraska, and I had my own office and we had like a, I had a business partner. We had a contract with Offit Air Force Base and I worked with the UFL and I realized that uh, it's boring over there and you really can't put the prices where you can do this work for 10, 20, 30 years and actually still have bones in your hand to show for it. Mm-hmm. So I moved to a greater area where definitely would have a better group of people to work with as far as able to pay for massages and pay for what they're uh, worth. Right. And my, what better place than Miami? All right, yeah. <laughs> a lot of people down here, business people, a lot of athletes down here. Definitely good people, yeah. So what year did you move out there? 
2011. And if you remember down here, that was kind of when it was finally getting out of that little dip in the economy. Mm-hmm. It was really bad here, 2008, 9, 10. And I got to talk to a lot of massage therapists that went back to working at spas and, and massage envies and stuff because they're like, there is just nobody that wants massage anymore. So I was like, oh, wow, I've got to actually just focus on that clientele that's going to get massage no matter if the economy drops or not. Sure, sure. We'll be ready on the line with KJ Anderson talking massages. I actually started doing massage therapy. Uh, in 2012, uh, I tore my ACL, uh, 2011 and recovered from surgery and then started going to massage MP, uh, myself went to Thailand uh, for vacation in January and, you know, got oil massage and, and sports massage. It seems like everybody is on this massage wave. Why is it so popular right now? It's just getting, gaining recognition in America, honestly. Um, I, I have a huge problem with how massage has been portrayed in movies, especially with their last 50 years. And I'll be watching a movie and I'll be like, man, I wish I could do a montage of how they portray a massage so badly. But it's kind of gaining ground, and especially, and again, in the sports world. Like, the sports players are kind of bringing this necessity to keeping the body healthy. And people are like, oh, it's about keeping the body healthy. Like, this, this is actually good. What athletes have you worked with? Oh, wow. Uh, quite a few Miami Dolphins. And then as they fan on to different teams, quite a few members from other teams because of uh, word word of mouth. Is word of mouth really how your clientele has really expanded? It's the best way. And it's honestly, it's the safest way. You have to make sure that people know who you are. They know what you stand for. They know that your work is good. And you have pre-respect, actually. Mm-hmm. And honestly, that's kind of what happened with um, working with the singers and the superstars in this area, too, is is uh, I held my ground on a lot of issues. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, a lot of people are like, you know, okay, Jess, she don't mess around. She'll be like, she'll be the person that will come through and they'll do her work and she'll leave. And people got to respect that. They were like, okay, we can call her. And she actually shows up. That's another part of Miami. People just don't show up. People don't even come on time. <laughs> Pretty funny. Miami Heat games. <laughs> yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm always amazed at Miami, but I do know that if you're a hard worker, you can make it here. Now, are you originally from the Bradford? I'm looking at it. I see University of, of uh, or rather, I see uh, Herzing University in Omaha, Nebraska. Are your ties yeah. to Nebraska? Okay. Yeah, I'm originally from Nebraska. Yeah, but okay. there's, there's everybody always asks me, "They're wait, what's in Nebraska?" And I'm like, hmm. Corn. <laughs> Not a whole lot back there. I've even heard people say that when they went through Nebraska, they would basically take some type of sleep aid and have their mom or dad drive. <laughs> my, 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 my. Now, one thing that is, is interesting is heck. Um, it's the fact that, you know, the Miami, you talked about your entry point to Miami in 2011. Miami was booming. Uh, the LeBron, Dwayne Wade were doing their thing with the Heat. And uh, DJ Khaled, as well as Rick Williams, uh, were ruling the earth in Miami. Still are kings over there. How did you connect with those guys? Okay, so this is how, first, when I came here, I I had the connections from the football that I worked in Nebraska. So they kind of connected me with football here. So almost Mm -hmm. within that first year, I started getting connected with football. 
strangely, um, if you go out to the clubs and stuff here, you have like what they call promoters and the promoters, they, a lot of times they ask you like what you do for a living and all that. So I actually had a promoter that I knew that makes his own cigar. And one hmm. day he called, he called me up and he was like, he's like, Hey, Hey, uh, do you have, uh, you know, are you free today? Like, uh, Ross needs a massage. And I was like, um, yeah, I'm free. Uh, you know, have them call me. So, uh, Rick Ross, they actually called me and I worked on him and that went on for a couple of years. And then he tried to, uh, get Khaled to get massage, which was kind of funny because at first, uh, Khaled didn't, he doesn't like people to touch him. So he didn't like want, did not want a massage. It was hilarious, but they eventually convinced him to get massage. And then he, he was like, Oh, okay. Like this is something that works. And if you watch his uh, Snapchats throughout the last five years, like every time he talked about massage, he talked about like the stress of life and trying to gain ground and, and you know, the key to success <laughs> is getting a massage. So it's kind of cool. Like he brought recognition of massage to a whole group of people that probably never looked at massage any other way than you see it in the movies, honestly. And I think that goes to a greater uh, good, particularly as, as in hip-hop and even in sports, people are addressing mental health. Yeah. How does, how does massages help the mental health process, in your opinion? Uh, I'm not quite sure I could say it definitely does any good for like that CTE or anything, but I do know massage calms you. Sure. Especially if people are stressed out. And I have noted before while the the football guys are getting a massage, like they use that time basically to have their own time. Like they'll be on the phone sometimes just texting or looking at pictures, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them don't like to just go to sleep. And I understand that. So I just let it go. Uh, but it is kind of a quiet time for them, just like lay down and they're starting to understand, oh, okay, I feel better. And then they, they get up from the massage and they're like, oh, okay, you know what I'm saying? I feel like, you know, that, that area that was hurting, like, you know, it's got some relief and it's moving now. Like, <laughs> it's actually fun to help people, especially like the injured ones. Sure. Sure. I think, you know, during my time when I, when I told my ACL, uh, and was recovering. Uh, I, I first started paying attention to massage therapy after I would do my, my physical therapy. You know, they would put you know stem on it, and then you know that, that you know so you go hot and you go cold with the with the ice and everything, and then just massaging. And I feel like my healing process post surgery uh, helped immensely. Um, I think massages are great. Right, exactly. Uh, the blood movement brings oxygen down, and oxygen heals. That's kind of why uh, when I talk about like economy proofing myself, I'm going to sports massage therapy because people they're starting to realize, oh, I hurt, I can this can help me heal, and not just as oh, I need to relax, I have had a stressful day, like who can afford that? Sure, not very many people just feel like they can afford to relax. How has the success of DJ Khaled and Snapchat and everything else going on expanded your territory business wise? Um. Honestly, I go by a referral base, so it doesn't really expand my position as a massage therapist and getting more clients. Um, But it definitely has brought recognition to a lot of people who have asked me questions. They're like, does massage help this? Does a massage really, like, make you feel better? Does does massage really help my ankle move better? So it's kind of 
cool. It's just they've people ask questions on on Instagram and stuff, and I will answer people if they're asking legit questions. So it's, mm-hmm. you know, it just it it just opened up a lot of minds. Where's the craziest place that you got recognized after being on DJ Khaled's Snapchat? <laughs> well, let's see, probably um, at Club Live. I got a shout out from a DJ. I'm not quite sure. That's kind of dope. I think um, I think that Snapchat has opened a lot of doors for him, and I also think that his personality um, has opened a lot of doors. What have you learned from him? Uh, I guess watching him build his brand that you could apply to your own brand. Actually, I learned something really good from him and from a football player. They both told me straight up, they're like, you can't worry about what people think about you. You can't worry about what people say about you massaging us. Because they're like, people are going to say what they're going to say. They're going to think what they're going to think. But they're like, they're going to find out that you're 100% legit. They're going to find out that, you know, you're working. So it's kind of, it's kind of, uh, you know, you, you worry like that first, first, shout out that he gave me on Snapchat. If you read all the comments, I just I just wanted to kick myself in the face. I was like, wow, this is horrible. People say all kinds of horrible stuff, but I had to realize it ain't my job to worry. It ain't my job to worry about what people say. Like I have to just continue to work as hard as I do, continue to be honest and straightforward and continue to love sports massage and pretty much, you know, preach my brand. <laughs> What is he like during the massage process? You talked about football players uh, on the phone, uh, on Snapchat, or on social media. What is he like during the, during the massage process? Um, at first, uh, he did have a hard time putting down the Snapchat phone. Um, <laughs> after over time, I think he just realized that, hey, you know, I just need to sleep for about 20 minutes, and he will. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of good. Like, I think he's learned, too, that, you know, it went from, okay, someone's trying to fix my back a little bit to, okay, I can actually relax and, and, and take it easy for a while. Scoopy, Scoopy Radio, Radio talking all things massages, sports in Miami with J.J. Anderson, massage therapist extraordinaire. You've been recognized heavily on social media by uh, like DJ Khaled, Flow Rider with Ross and NFL athletes, and your biggest goal is to teach sports massage to LMTs nationwide. Where are you in that process, and is it is it a long process to get to that point? Kind of. So um, I do teach already, but I can't give the students their CEUs, and massage therapists, they know what CEUs are, little education points. So... To apply for it, I actually kind of have to prove that I teach it, and people have written evaluation forms about me saying whether it's good or bad or, you know, necessary, and I'm just compiling all that. I have my basically 12-hour paperwork written down, and the next step is to see if uh, the NCBTNB will accept it. So you just have to turn it in and say, you know, pay the, like, $275 charge and then see if they accept it. And if they don't, find out why and keep going. If you um, could go any place in the world and learn, I talked about Thailand. I think their massages are amazing. If you could go anywhere in the world and kind of learn uh, from massage therapists, 
um, their techniques and how they go about it. Something you don't know. What country would you go to and why? Okay, I uh, actually work on some business people from Russia, and I've gotten some really interesting ideas. They said that uh, in Russia, or at least some parts, they go in, on this type of journey and they get massage for 10 days solid once a year. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that sounds really interesting. So I did that experiment once on uh, one of the football players. We actually got up to like seven massages in a row. And it does totally reset the body. You feel like a brand new person. But I was like, oh, that's cool. I, I'd like to see this this 10-day solid massage area and what it is. You know, they make this journey, too, and they're sitting in hot tubs and steam rooms and lava stuff or, or whatever those mud is. And <laughs> but it sounded really interesting to me. Like, just once a year, they just go get 10 massages in a row and come back next year. Where do you think that, I guess, um, you talked about, like, you watch NBA playoff games and you see guys on the table getting their back worked on, you see their necks worked on, their legs worked on. Um, where do you think um, sports medicine, like, is? do you think that there'll be some sort of uh, formal bridge gapping between, I guess, massage therapy, medical stuff, and sports? Is it already something that's, that's formulated, like, it seems like there's a there's a lapse between those two things. Um, I think uh, the sports players themselves kind of have to bring in the therapist. I've noticed a bigger and bigger gap of of uh, almost like what the team wants a person to do, as opposed to what the the guys in particular feel like they need to do. Um, it wouldn't surprise me at all if they tried to put like more management on massage, and but I don't really think they should. It, it will it will be interesting. I, I know, like teams, sometimes they they like to be really picky about who works on the athlete body, and I get it because this is a multi million dollar body. Like each body was worth a lot of money. You just don't want any you know anybody trying stuff. Sure. But uh, we definitely, I definitely have a good group of people here in Florida, and not only me as massage, but PTs and chiropractors that I've kind of found that I feel that are elite level too. So, uh, you know, I would say that, you know, the the separation is there, but hopefully it won't continue to get, you know, bad. Hopefully, you know, they'll just recognize that each player has to go and find his own thing. Growing up, there was this theory, you know, just hearing it from family members, like the chiropractor is the devil, the chiropractor is fake. (laughs) Uh, I'm sure you've heard that, too. I mean, I guess my question is, how different is the chiropractic process from the massage process? Is there a is there a similarity? Is there a difference? Can you help me get it? I'm Huge difference. And by the way, never call us a masseuse, okay? okay. <laughs> massage a therapist. It's like the old school term. Okay. So a chiropractor basically puts the bones in line, and the massage okay. therapist puts the muscles in line. Okay. Yeah. So we can't and the chiropractor hates when I say this, crack a bone or pop a bone, you know, so we can't do any of the adjustments because we don't, we didn't study that. That's like, I tell people that's a $160,000 class I haven't taken yet. (laughs) So they're like, oh, can you pop my neck? And I'm like, no, I can't pop your neck, but I can sure work on the occipital ridge here with the the scalenes and everything that's tight, but I'm not going to be just popping your neck. But the chiropractor, in my opinion, like you get hit in a game and 
You know what I'm saying? Like your arm moan might be sideways and your spine is twisted. Like he can go back in there, feel the spine, and he knows how to pop it or adjust it. <laughs> sure. Adjust. Yeah, that makes sense. As far as chiropractors, like they're like massage therapists. There's some good ones and a whole lot of bad ones. <laughs> that makes sense. I'm, I'm learning on the fly talking to you. Uh, Scoopy Radio. So, um, I know, you know, as a journalist, obviously there are people that um, I looked up to as a kid or people that, you know, who, whose work I follow. And as I'm growing, I, 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 you know, continue to just, you know, watch them from afar. My question to you is in your field, are there people that you count as mentors or people that, that, are, that you learn from? How, how does that process work in your field? I wish. I keep trying to take a class where I try to learn something and I haven't found anything. And that's been part of the reason why I want to teach. I'm Everything that I've learned has been from working on Olympians and people just, they kind of come to me and they're like, I have a problem, anything that you can do. And we'll open up my muscle book from school and we'll study the muscle and we'll, we'll look at the muscle and be like, maybe the trigger point is there to there and open it up and it works. But I, so far, I haven't taken a class yet that I'm really, really stunned by, sadly. And I, I know that there's a lot of other massage therapists that could possibly say the same thing about that, too. Hmm. You got me thinking. Yeah. Um, what's the best piece of advice that you've ever received? Slow down. <laughs> <laughs> Said by who? Uh, <laughs> that was a teacher of mine. I tend to want to work on everything. I tend, I tend to want to get the whole body opened up, like, immediately as fast as I can. Like, that's just how I am. Do you think that your field is a more female-dominated field? Because I know for me, I prefer mis to get massages by um, women rather than men. Yes, it's a female-dominated field, but I've seen a lot of men lately just because the schools are starting to adopt men starting in the, the athlete world. So, honestly, they're bringing in more men massage therapists to work with the athletes, so they have a little bit of a foothold in the door when it comes to athletes. Is your field very clicky? Yes. How clicky? Um, let me put it this way. If I don't like you as a massage therapist or I think you're kind of shady, I won't refer anybody to you. Uh, wow. If my clientele need another massage therapist, I will make sure I have talked to that massage therapist. I know what their intentions are. And you have to be careful because the level of, of people that I work with and uh, it, it, it's insane. Like the people that are all up in their DMs all the time trying to tell them how they're a much better massage therapist than the one they have. Oh wow! <laughs> oh yeah, it's funny. I was just—I just, just look. Yeah, uh, the competition is hilarious, but I get it. Everybody wants to work on the athletes because it's guaranteed money in there. When did that craze really start? Just athletes? Is it just you talked about? You know, secure basically working with athletes or working with you know celebrities is secure. I mean. When did someone say, hmm, massages with athletes will get you paid? Like, is that, I don't mean to put it like that, but how 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 long has that phrase been, I guess, uh, it's not It's not the truth. Uh, a lot of uh, athletes are high school and college age, and they have no money at all. The high school, <laughs> right. They try sometimes, I think, to maybe pay for their, their guys to get massaged, but it'll be more on a, a group rate. But I'm talking about, like, the professional athletes. By that stage in life, um, 
they know what they need and they know that they only want professional people. So that's why I said well, that's, that's where maybe the paid gets in. Believe me, I've done my time with free work. Me and my massage therapist friend in uh, Nebraska accidentally ran a group on before we before it blew up. And uh, uh, we saw somebody run a group on and they got like 125 coupons sold. And we were like, oh, we can do that. We'll sell a group on and, uh, you know, we can do 125. You do half and I do half. I was like, yeah, that sounds good. New way to get clientele, right? Yeah. So we sold we sold the group on, and before the day was over, we had sold nine hundred and forty five. Oh my goodness! <laughs> so I can't even tell you how many massages I did for twelve dollars and fifty cents. It was horrible. So I've done my time. Wow. Yeah. Where Where can people find more information about you, your massages, and your brand overall? Um, as far as massage, I don't take on new clientele, but my brand, the Temporary Pain LLC, uh, I do try to keep people posted on some tidbits I learned, and especially the classes, upcoming classes on my Instagram. So the Instagram is Temporary Pain LLC, and right now it has mostly pictures about a little massage tool that I patented and manufactured myself. It's pretty cool. And I think my Twitter is Temporary Pain LLC, too. Are people who you work with, are they funny about you um, mentioning that you work on them? Or, or did you have to say they have to sign something or say that it's okay to talk about it? Like, how does that process yeah. work? I know. No? I, I have heard a lot of people have that problem, but none of my guys have said that. But they also know that I don't speak badly about them. Like, if I don't like you, I won't work on you. That's a fact. So there have been people that I've put it to the side. I won't work on them. But I'll let other people work on them. But, you know what I'm saying, uh, the people I work with, they're all pretty, I'd say they're nice characters. They're they're upright, upstanding citizens. They're the pe- type of people that you can approach and talk to. So, no. When do you sleep? When do I sleep? Yes. Um, <laughs> let's see. When time allows. <laughs> <laughs> It, yeah, the sleeping patterns can get hilarious. I I do work on some superstars that they have called me two, three, four, five o'clock in the morning, and the reason is is because I I tell them they can. So um, that will be the end of their day. People try to they're they're confused because they think that's in the middle of the night. I'm like, no. For for an entertainer and a singer, they will be up at the studio rocking out lyrics at three o'clock in the morning. That's just how their days work. They have to entertain the club sometimes, so you know what I'm saying they sleep during the day. They're up at night. That's normal. Can you say so, uh, flow in particular? Tell me more. Uh, so there's been times I've been called to actually work at the studio. It's kind of funny, and the people look at me like I'm supposed to sing with her massaging you in here. <laughs> but you know they they know their job. They know they have to do it. So they'll just be trying to sing. I'm just trying to like work it's it's very interesting i've had a very interesting time <laughs> i ran into flow rider uh, in toronto in 2016 um during all-star weekend it was very cold but they had this chinese restaurant that was like open 24 7 and all i know is i was standing outside and i see a car pull up and he pops out with like two or three girls in there and he's got like this red outfit on and go mm-hmm. in and order this food, and it was like two in the morning. Yep. See, it's a, it's a, probably the end of a show at that point for him. It was probably 
either the start of a start of a night or an end of a show. How that works. Yeah. And he was if he was dressed heavily, that's probably because he just got done performing somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Creatives keep crazy hours, and they don't keep nine to five hours. So you know that that totally. Mm-hmm. Totally makes sense. Did you did, did those guys? Did you end up singing along with the people in the studio, or did you focus just for the massage? Yeah, no, I don't really pay attention to other people. Honestly, I'm I'm not uh, I'm not that therapist that's going to go in and try to hand out my business card to people. No, that's not how you work with these people. You you uh, work on them and you leave. That's just it's like a respect thing. You're there for them, and that's it. Sure. Enough says you're a student of your craft. Uh, you established rapport with people, and um, you you surely earned your stripes in the Miami area. When I come out to Miami, you're one of the first people I'm calling. I need help with my neck and my back. <laughs> that sounds great, and I want to give my a shout out to my friend Eddie. The fact that he even uh, connected me to you in the first place. He, his uh, Instagram is the D4SM, Destined for Success Management, and. Uh, this is the first podcast I've done, so you can probably tell I'm kind of nervous. My words a little bit mushed together sometimes, but I was like, "This is this has been really exciting for me." For sure, I hope I made you feel comfortable. I I, I don't think it was too uh, too painless. It was pretty painless, if anything. Yeah, it's not bad considering who I've had to deal with in the past. <laughs> Scoop B Radio. Oh Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.